Hey everyone, it's Clarissa here from the Thriving Through Menopause podcast. You know, as I talk to women around the world, I know that more than ever, we're looking for holistic ways to manage our menopause and to feel empowered that we're in control of our own health and healing during this vital life transition. I sit down each week with amazing guests to talk about ideas, strategies, approaches and opportunities to help us thrive through menopause. Episodes drop every Tuesday, so I hope that you'll join us. And I have a little request for you, that if you find value from the stories, lessons and wisdom that we share, I'd like you to support this podcast. One way you can do that is to hop on to wherever you listen to podcasts, like and subscribe and share it so that others can hear the messages too. You might want to buy me a coffee to help me keep this podcast up and running. And I'd love you to subscribe to my newsletter, Heart of Menopause, over on Substack. Don't forget, episodes drop every Tuesday and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being part of this community, listening to this podcast, and I hope that you enjoy the new content that's coming up in this new season. Welcome to this week's episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen, and we're going to be talking about something that is just delightful, slow botanical skincare and the whole kind of organic side of that and how that can be great for our skin as we age. And I am absolutely thrilled to be delighted uh, delighted to have Quinnan Vaughan joining me. Welcome, Quinnan. Hi, Clarissa. Thank you for having me. Really great to be here with you. It's my absolute pleasure. I mean, Quinnan, you have been a midwife. You've worked in the healthcare. You've worked in design. But now you're the founder of Slow Botanicals, which is all about using beautiful handmade skincare products to, you know, really, I think just be beautiful to heal our skin and protect our skin. And you make all those from the plants you grow and harvest in the wild. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Everything that I use, I either grow myself in my organic garden or I harvest it wild in the peninsula where I live in off of the Pacific Ocean. And I make sure that every flower that I pick is at its peak place of time. And then as well, I only use plants and botanicals that actually are great for your skin, especially our aging skin, because as we age, as we go through menopause, there are a lot of skin changes that take place. So I want to use botanicals that really target the changes that are happening. Uh, that is beautiful. Can we, before we go really deep in, ask me, how did you go from being a midwife and working in healthcare to actually working so beautifully with plants? Well, I've always had an interest in plants. For a short time in my childhood, we lived in a log house in the forest on the edge of a river. And during that time, I became really deeply enamored with nature and I really connected with nature and it I guess became one with nature and it became part of my heart and then we moved away from there and I spent my whole life wanting to get back to that place and I feel like there's certain things I did that were part of that journey like midwifery was really connecting in with women and connecting in with 
you know, natural ways of existing and healing and having health care. And then at the same time, I really got into growing plants and learning about herbs. And I began to make herbal medicines and tinctures and skin creams and began experimenting on myself and giving them to friends. And over time, as I was training to be a midwife and doing that, I just always made sure that every other aspect of my life was another space where I was learning about the other things I was interested in. So as I was doing midwifery, I continued to learn about plants and I continued to learn about gardening and all of these things. But I think that when you're young, it really takes a lot of time to develop skills and to understand what your strongest interests are and what you really have to offer the world because you're still just offering to yourself as you're meeting your own potential. And so I think it took this long to get to the point where I knew what I was working with well enough to really offer to other people and where I'd figured out exactly where my greatest passions lie. And I think it was really hard actually to acknowledge that I cared about skincare because it seems really shallow and superficial to me. And I'd say that, so I'm half Canadian and I'm half American, but really half Texan which is a very specific part of the United States. <laughs> and I'm more Canadian than I am Texan, but I have enough Texan bell in me to really care how I look. But I'm much more Canadian and Canadian enough that that has to be understated. And it's kind of embarrassing to care about how I look. So I think that I just always kind of kept that secret, you know, and I did study fashion design, so it came out in certain ways, but that was more about something that you put on instead of, actually what you're embodying like so everybody else knows you care about how you look but over time I realized that women's confidence and women's health is really directly related to how we look and also I'm so into everything I put into my body being healthy that the same went for my skin and I just sort of started to also see that as I aged I seem to be aging differently than other women around me and I wanted to help other women to be able to age in a similar way to how I was physically aging. And I really think it all came back to this philosophy that is slow living and that is slow beauty. So that's how yeah. I got to this. That is, that is beautiful. That is a beautiful story, Quinnan. Tell me what slow living really means for you okay. and maybe could mean for other people as well. Okay, so slow living, it's really about being intentional. And it's about seeing, so I'd say there's that saying, she can't see the forest for the trees. And slow living is really about seeing the forest and the trees. So you see the trees in the sense that you're really aware of your every moment. You notice the sights around you. You notice the sense. You, you have a developed, your sense of your hands all, like the way things feel on your body. You're very aware and you're not hyper aware. It's just a really health, healthy way of being in the moment. And at the same time that you're doing that, you're understanding yourself more. You're understanding what makes you feel good, what makes you not feel good. And then through that, you're also creating a clearer vision of where you want your life to go and what you want your future to be. So you're protecting the moments of now with healthy boundaries and really being clear about how you spend your time so that you take a path that takes you just where you also want to be going. But it's not really controlled so much as it's just very, it's filled with awareness and intention. Your intentions are very much there. And so 
for a lot of people, that does end up involving a healthier lifestyle because you start to notice what makes you feel good and you start to notice what takes you where you want to be. And those things just usually are healthier for you. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? I mean, when we do things with intention, we think about what am I putting in my body? What am I putting on my skin? Who am I allowing into my you know, into my space as well, all of those things. And what am I doing? Where's my mind? Yeah, exactly. And where's your mind? Like, what thoughts am I having in my mind? Like, what am I thinking? So it's also being intentional about how you think and what you think. And I think in the beginning, mantras are really important because we all have these these statements rambling around our minds all the time. And if instead of letting your mind just take you over and control that, if you can actually, for those moments where you notice the same words circling around or you notice the same negative self-talk, if you can put a mantra in there, then that can be really helpful to, again, determining where you go. And if it comes to slow beauty, it can be a mantra about something that's, you know, in that case, more physical, like I, I, I look fresh and you know, I, I look really fresh, something like that, fresh and rested. And then at, over time, that helps you to go again where you want to go because you're also deciding how you're going to use your mind. Exactly. So I suppose slow beauty flows from slow living. So being intentional and caring about what you do. Have I got that right? To go in the other direction. It can go from slow beauty to slow living as well. And I think you can choose to practice slow beauty and get sort of start living with those intentions. And then that will take you to a greater aspect of slow living just naturally. So they're, they're not obviously one, one, you might be slow living, you might decide to do that and then you get slow beauty, but you could actually buy into the whole slow beauty movement and you're saying, and then suddenly we're at, we start to embrace more and more. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. beautiful. And and how does that make us feel about our sense of self? I think that slow beauty creates a positive feedback loop. And so you say wake up in the morning, you begin your day with positive thoughts about yourself or your intentions for the day. You practice some breathing exercises while you're still in bed and you feel your heart filling up with just feeling on both the in and out breaths and, you know, maybe put your hands in your chest. So you're starting that way. And then you get up, you get into the bathroom, you look in the mirror. And instead of going straight into the critical thoughts, you an alarm at how you look, because, you know, as we age, we don't necessarily recognize ourselves in the mirror anymore. And we feel maybe that we're getting further and further from our real physical selves with all these changes. But instead of dissociating using slow beauty as an antidote to then as you get ready go deeper into yourself as you wash your face you know feel your hands on your face feel where there's tension where there's soreness massage your face while you're washing your face and then you can look again and if you notice some things that are you're not so crazy about then you can also set intentions to use products or lifestyle changes to deal with those things you know and so there's small things that you can do that benefit you. And as you do those small things, you're like, wow, I'm taking care of myself. And as you take care of yourself, you feel grateful to yourself. And then you're sort of loving yourself more. And as you love yourself more, you do more wonderful, loving things for yourself. And it just keeps 
going around and around, like, as I said, a positive feedback loop so that you're feeling better about yourself and you're nourishing yourself and it just grows and grows and grows. And it's a daily practice. It's not something that I should do this, but it's a daily habit that's meaningful. You know, That's so important, isn't it, as we age, because we're facing a lot of negativity around the way we look, aren't we? Yes. And so often, I think the negativity, unfortunately, comes more from within than it comes from without. Because for the most part, I don't think other people really care how much we look. We care much more ourselves. And so that's why I think, again, nourishing yourself, you start caring in a different way. And you see that reflection in the eyes of other people that look at you because they see, they see your beauty and they're not focusing on the negatives about you. They see your confidence and the way you glow and the way you sparkle. And as you get healthier, you, you do look better as well. So, yes. You don't have to deal with that negativity that we all feel thrown at us, whether it's being thrown at us. I do think you're right in saying that a lot of that negativity is self-generated against some outward ideal of what we either we see celebrities looking like or we think we should look like. Yes. Yes. I was just thinking about the celebrity and it's not really real at all. That's the thing too. I mean, it fits nowhere into slow beauty that because they are putting a lot of things on their skin to cover themselves up. They are going further from slow beauty because they're putting on masks. In slow beauty, you are taking away the mask, right? You're becoming closer and closer into who you really are. And you're using, you're not using chemicals that are tearing away at your face, you know, like retinol and these substances that cause as much damage as good, you are really nourishing and healing. And so although these celebrities look fantastic in a photograph, it's I don't think that they probably think they're any more attractive than anybody else does because they take off the mask at the end of the day and they're still looking at and they still wake up in the morning without the mask on and see who they really are. We forget that part of it, that the makeup and the filters as well that are on mm-hmm. Instagram yeah. and the like have to come off yes but you touched on something there uh, genuine about anti-aging products being really or anti-aging type products being very harsh and yet they're very heavily recommended aren't they retinols vitamin c's all these sort of things but they're they're strong on the skin aren't they very very strong you know retinol itself it can cause fungal infections it can cause eczema it makes redness take place it makes your skin more sensitive to the sun so that you're getting the damage that you actually want to be healing but there are natural like there's phytochemicals so there's botanicals that have phytochemicals that do similar things so calendula for instance works really similarly to retinol but without any of the damage so calendula builds your elastin it builds your collagen just like retinol does but at the same time it takes away redness it removes inflammation it offers sun protection there's actually some uv protection in calendula cream and so and then it also reverses sun damage so you could have similar products on your skin but because they're actually growing and instead of being made in a lab sometimes they can be harder to access but they do the same job and there's other botanicals as well that have you know, red clover, for instance, has estrogen 
like sort of it mimics estrogen and so again it will do the same things for your skin in some ways it, it reverses the damage done and not damage but it reverses the changes that come about because of the hormonal changes of menopause it's interesting well. because in western herbal medicine the people yeah people are being encouraged in western herbal medicine to take red clover in turn because of its estrogenic properties but yeah. uh, and i we do forget then one of the interesting uh, things yeah. about a lot of the herbs that you use for your skin is that many of the herbs that you would use for your skin you can take internally not all of them, but many you can. And most of the time, they don't do the same thing when you take them internally as when you put them on your skin, which I find actually really surprising because I first got into herb taking them internally and not putting them on my skin in that same way. And so it's quite surprising that either the combination of internal and external or only external is the best way to go for your skin, which I find that really interesting. I'm fascinated by that, you know, that and calendula, when you said that, Jinwin, I was thinking, well, I've got that at home, you know, because yeah. I use it to heal wounds. I didn't know that it yeah. could be used for skincare like that. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent. And of course, you can take it internally too, and you could sprinkle it on your salads because anything any vegetable that has colors or food in it is um, superior for your skin. So things you can do in your daily, you know, routine of the food you eat is choosing plants that are colorful. And so you can trade out your green lettuce for red leaf lettuce. You can eat colorful squash. You can add flower petals on, eat red cabbage instead of green cabbage, strawberries. All of these, all of these colors in the plants actually help the plant itself protect itself from the sun and from getting too much sun damage. So then when we eat those, we get the same results by eating them. Oh, wow. So you mean you could be eating them and putting them on your skin? Exactly. And with the calendula had this called carotenoids. So with carotenoids, it's really, it's, they work the very best when you're eating them and putting them on your skin at the same time. Wow. So Tell me a bit more how you integrate botanicals and natural skincare into your slow beauty products. So what I do is I do, I use a combination of what I would call wise women wisdom and scientific research. And so between the two of those, I choose the botanicals that I think will make the most difference. I've become very much into poplar buds. And poplar buds, I first knew that they worked, and then I started doing research, and it's really mind-blowing what they do for the skin. And so I will go out at the time of year when the poplar bud branches are blowing down in winter storms, and I collect all the poplar buds, and then I make oils out of them. And then over time, I, you know, I use those oils in my soap products and also into my skin creams. And so I do that with every plant. I go out on my own, and I gather, and then I create these blends that then use in soaps and in skin creams. And with the soaps, the soaper is interesting because you usually think of a soap as just something to clean your skin with. And, you know, in, in Europe and in the UK, you can't make and sell your own soap. You can't decide what ingredients you're going to use or how you're going to use them. It's, it's very heavy, heavily regulated. But in North America, you can create your own soap recipes. And so what I create is soap that is has extra oil in it and that oil is botanically infused and so when you bathe you're cleaning but then you have extra oil that seeps into the skin 
and the botanicals are seeping into your skin with those oils. And so they stay inside your skin all day and continue to work in your skin throughout the day after you've showered. And so I have a lot of uh, customers who have really serious skin conditions that have found it's the only soap that they can use and actually helps clear up their skin conditions even. And again, it's all these products. So So when I use all of the herbs that I have started using, it's interesting because then as I started studying perimenopause and perimenopausal hormones and the skin changes that they make. So 90% of our aging that we see in our skin is actually from sun damage, but there's that extra percentage that comes from perimenopausal and menopausal hormonal changes. And so our skin age, because 90% of our skin damage comes from sun and pollution, our skin age is not actually the same as our chronological age. So they, they're not the same, but we do have those hormonal changes that do start to make our skin age and our chronological age equal. So there's things that happen during perimenopause that are quite real that you have a skin becomes drier, it becomes thinner, the skin tissue starts to separate from the fat. So maybe your arms seem less toned, the elastin and collagen, they're reduced. So you get wrinkles and you have less bounce back. Your skin becomes itchy. You have increased eczema. All of these things happen. And so all of the botanicals that I focus on using, all of them, and especially together, are really focusing in on those changes that are happening through perimenopause so that you can continue to create that situation where your skin age and your chronological age are not the same. So you can continue to have a younger seeming skin because you are using botanicals that alleviate the changes that come with the hormones. And of course, I do it all naturally so that all pure and I'm using, I'm not using any fillers such as, you know, I don't use alcohol. I don't use any of these chemicals that you buy. You'd say order in on Amazon and put in, I use just organic olive oil. I will use organic coconut oil in some products and I use beeswax and that's it. And so everything is doing something and nothing is doing any damage at all. Most skincare products, while they're doing good. A lot of skincare products contain a lot of xenoestrogen, so things that can really mimic estrogen and cause problems for women, don't they? Yes. And then there's also a lot of, I've made up a list that people can download. I have a, a blog post where I've really gone into more detail on nine ingredients that you'll commonly find in your skincare. But when I made a download, people can just have when they're shopping to know which ingredients to avoid, because a lot of ingredients also, they are eye irritants, they're lung irritants, they're endocrine disruptors, they, they cause harm, you know, to our reproductive organs and other organs, they're carcinogens, they, they also damage the skin barrier, which is what you're most wanting to protect. And then over time, they find that older women are more sensitive to these because over time we've used more and more and more of them. And also fragrance is quite damaging. So it's really is best to avoid those products with those ingredients because you're trying to get healthier, not less healthy, especially as you age. And you just need, you need everything on your side while you're aging. You know, we need to make lifestyle changes as we age to stay in the same place and not, you know, go downhill in our health. Yeah, absolutely. And and so you're using a lot more oils, if I understand. Uh, yeah. So you're infusing yes. 
botanicals yes. and oils? Yes, yes. So I infuse into the organic olive oil. Yes. So I do mostly really, really long infusions. I also do some heat infusion, but mostly long infusions. And yes, so they, they go into the oil. And so, and what's really great about, say, a night cream is so while you're asleep, of course, you know, we have circadian rhythms. And when you're asleep, especially if you go to sleep, you know, around 10 and not wait until midnight, our skin actually absorbs more oil and water and anything that they're carrying while you're asleep. So if you use a night cream with botanicals in them, you're not just hydrating your skin, but you're actually absorbing all of those ingredients while you're asleep. At around 4 a.m. is when our skin absorbs the most. And around 4 p.m. is when it absorbs the least. So you want to have a great night cream. And then also there are ingredients in the botanicals, some of them that allow your skin to much more quickly replicate. So it's really important that your skin renews at a really, really fast rate to have, um, you know, great looking skin, really comfortable skin, skin that's less prone to eczema. It's really important to have those skin cells renewing themselves really fast. And so at midnight is when, with your circadian rhythms, that your skin produces the most new skin cells, in particular the ones that keep from getting microbial infections and those that renew sun damage. So you want to help those out. So if you use botanicals while you sleep, that also on their own help those skin cells replicate and you have it on your skin while you're asleep at midnight, you're going to, going to get a lot more benefits from the botanicals than if you're putting, when you're putting them on the day or if you're like, well, I'm getting eight hours of sleep even though I'm going to bed at 1 a.m. It's not the same thing. So yes, that's part of using the botanicals as well. Wow, I just learned a whole load there. I didn't know that about our skin. So that, that's fantastic. Thank you. I mean, that's something we can definitely adopt. What about things like hydrosols? Do you use those as well? No, I just use exactly what I can grow and I can harvest wild and in very, very simply car- simple carriers. That's where I'm, that's where I focus. And it's important to me yeah. that things are done at yeah. a human level, you know, and that we feel in control in a sense that everything is available to us on a smaller scale that's yeah human scale i think i think industrial scale is well has led us to where we are today and the downsides to a lot of our skincare and the problems of that it has the toxins that it brings with it which are very damaging yeah. for mid, for women yes. in menopause menopause and menopause yes Yes. And I think there's also just that there's a spiritual or mental health side too, I think, to using something that you know is really real and that's been touched with real human hands and that there is a connection to a real human being having made it. And also, I think that we evolved with plants and trees and mushrooms and there is definitely the physical benefit, but I think there's other benefits happening at the same time we put these on our bodies. I think there's other more subtle, subtle things happening by using real plants. You know, I think that they lift us in ways that we don't even realize. And then we also just, again, also have an awareness that what I'm using is real. And that just makes you feel connected. And I think we're all really looking for connection right now. And I think 
the whole experience of COVID made us all really realize too how much we need connection. And I think just having products that you can feel connected to is it, it, it does a lot. It's a it's an instant lift, you know. I agree that women. I mean, when I think about that, I mean plant there's so much energetic exchange between us and mm-hmm. and plants that have been grown in the wild, in touch with nature. Um, you know, everything is energy and everything has an energetic exchange. So definitely I can see that. If you said somebody's listening to this now and they love the idea of slow beauty, slow living, what are some small changes that they could make to start to apply those principles of slow beauty into their lives? Well, I think an important one would be to get proper sleep. I think definitely proper sleep, getting to bed early, having eight hours of sleep and protecting your circadian rhythms by having a dark environment and a quiet environment. So if you can't have a fully dark in your room wearing a sleep mask, I think that's something that I would say. And if you have difficulty sleeping, practicing good sleep hygiene and finding a natural product that helps you to sleep. So sleep is fantastic. I think that self-talk is a really important part of slow beauty so giving yourself good messages and appreciating what you have when you look in the mirror so focusing on what you do like instead of what you don't like and giving your taking control of your own thoughts so they're positive for you that is another thing i would say when you're getting ready just really be aware be aware of the water splashing on your face be aware of any fragrance around you the sounds Be aware of tender spaces in your body. And you can do things to stimulate those nerve endings. Like I said, facial massage while you wash, massaging your arms while you shower. You can use a dry brush as well to stimulate all those nerve endings. Anything that stimulates your awareness in a not hyper aware way. And I think noticing how the foods that you eat. So I know that I love these, there's a store in the United States called Trader Joe's and they have these peanut butter filled pretzels that I love. And I know that when I eat them, I'm going to be puffy for two or three days. And so every once in a while I eat them, but I know they do that. <laughs> so I haven't heard it. And I know they must be doing something on the inside too, if they're doing that to my skin. So yes, that awareness. I know there's other foods that I eat that I feel fantastic afterwards. So just being aware of those differences. And I think creating a space where you keep any skincare products or if you wear makeup, where you keep those, that's aesthetically pleasing so that you're setting yourself up for a beautiful moment of time when you're caring for yourself. Our lives are so busy and there's so much going on that if you can just, you know, focus in and slow that moment down and make it nourish all of you, your spirit, your mental space, your physical space, that's really important. And I think that picking products that are pure, it's an act of self-love and it is something that's going to overall make you look and feel better and keep you healthy. I think that's really important. And then if all of this seems really overwhelming, I'd say you could also just start by next time you choose a beauty or skincare product, make that choice with how it will make you look, but also how will this make me feel emotionally? How will this make me feel spiritually? And how will this impact my overall health? And use that for your decision-making 
process for that one product. And I think over time that, as we talked before about going from slow beauty to slow living, if you start that decision, that one item over time, that will be your habit of how you make your decisions in your life so that each decision is impacting you as a whole person. And I'd say that's probably the most important thing. That is just that's beautiful that's so you know aware so mindful so connected i love this and they're really small steps that people can make in improving their choices in skincare products and how they live their lives and the two are, are not disconnected that's beautiful yes yeah. so how can people get in touch with you and learn more about the work you do so i have a website and yes. on the website i have a blog and i also have a newsletter and so both are very much about they're about emotional insights they're about the science of skincare they are about slowing down and feeling each moment i really try to serve in my newsletter and my blog and so I have those. I also have a website with a shop where you can buy my products as well. I'm on Instagram. It's slow.botanicals. And I'm on LinkedIn. And my website is .com. And I have to make things, as I mentioned before, I have a few downloads just to help you on your path for slow beauty. One, and you can find them at the website, one is for a shopping list to take with you so that you avoid certain ingredients. Another one is just five really simple steps to getting good skin. And another one is how to set up your own slow beauty morning ritual so that you can start your day that way. And yes, they're available on the website for download. That is fantastic. We're going to put that in the show notes so that people can go there, click there, start thinking what they're doing. It's been delightful talking to you and it can really feel your passion and your love for what you do. It's beautiful. Thank you for coming on Thriving Through Medicine. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. It's been really nice. And I love what you do. I, I feel like you are providing such a fantastic service through your podcast. It's so informative and so interesting. It's really wonderful. So thank you. Wow. I thought that was just a beautiful conversation with Quinnin. And so apt for this time of year when we're in the heart of winter, we're just coming up to the solstice and slow living should definitively be how we are living. I loved her description of not just slow living, but slow beauty and how she truly embodies living this way. It was also exciting to learn how the herbs that we can take internally, like red clover, like calendula, can also be great for our skin. A bit about sun damage and the shift in hormones and how they impact our skin. And finally, just the fact that we need to be so aware of toxins. Next week, it's Christmas. I'm taking a little break for being with my family. And we will be back on the 2nd of January with holistic nutritionist Jennifer Woodward, who's going to give some really quite practical advice. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think it might be of value. Till next time, go well.